Hi, and welcome to the Yes Podcast. Here, we share a collection of real stories told by real people who have said, I am yes. I am young enough to serve. We hope these stories and the lessons in them encourage you and challenge you to get involved in kingdom work in your church, neighborhood, and life. Welcome to Yes. Well, I am so excited today about the guest that I have with us, Bill and Lynette Matthews. And what makes this really exciting, as I told them, is many reasons, but one little reason is that I've taken a sabbatical, not necessarily by choice, but let's just call it procrastination, okay, on uh, doing podcasts with yes. And so now we're back up and running and I just can't think of a better couple to interview for our relaunch. And Bill and Lynette are a couple that Wes and I met probably close to 20 years ago. I can hardly believe that. Mm -hmm. But we met them through ministries in Northern California. Bill and his wife were on the pastoral leadership team in Pleasant Hill, California for close to 42 years. And so during the time as pastors, we would run into them at, you know, just different meetings and gatherings. But I think it's my brother, Philip, that of our family, at least, knew them the best. And things that Philip and Barbara would tell us about Bill and Lynette, we just knew that we had to get to know this couple more. And I would say that in our almost 20 years of being in ministry in Northern California, I just think that Bill and Lynette are probably one of the couples that are just so incredibly esteemed. They just ooze the love of Jesus. And so I'm glad that you get to meet them and hear about their passion and their journey. It's pretty exciting. So having said that, welcome Bill and Lynette. Thank you so much, Judy. We are feel it's a great privilege to share with you and uh, your audience today. Well, thank you. So what I would like is for you to give our listeners just the backstory on this amazing ministry that God has placed upon your hearts, and I just would rather it come from you than me. So go. (laughs) When we were pastoring, we had a son uh, named Kevin who had special needs, has special needs still. He doesn't speak, he doesn't hear, he doesn't walk without assistance. So he became a delight and also a challenge to us. When we stepped down from being pastors, and it was for 42 years actually, uh, about 15 months ago, we didn't know what we were going to be doing with our lives after that. At that point, we you know, just hadn't come to a conclusion. We were praying that God would lead us. When Kevin was in his early 20s, we saw that uh, one of the great challenges we would have and he would have would be, where is he going to live for the rest of his life? Because we were at a point where it was almost too much to care for him. And we saw others that were in similar situations. So when we stepped down from pastoring, uh, we were seeking God's direction, not only for the church, but also for ourselves. And we had a, uh, a coach who was helping us through this, and he got us aside, and he thought it would be good for the church and also for us if we knew what we were going to do after we left. So he asked me, well, Bill, what do you, you want to do when you leave? And I, uh-huh. I said, I don't know, maybe I'll be a senior adults pastor, or I just kind of wasn't certain. And then to 
kind of both of our surprises, but especially Lynette, he looked across the table at Lynette and he said, Lynette, if you could do anything possible, what would that want to be? And, and Lynette, you tell him how you responded to that. That's a great question, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. And we respected Mike and his uh, spiritual life. And so when he asked me, it wasn't like just someone that we didn't know or didn't have that right. spiritual life backing him. But without thinking, when he asked that question, what would you do if you could do anything? It just kind of shocked me at first. I've never had that asked before. And mm. I blurted it out without, it bypassed, it went from my heart to my mouth. It bypassed my brain. I, I wasn't <laughs> thinking of it. And I said, I said, to start a Christian home for people with disabilities. And it just came wow. out. And, but I didn't think it would go anywhere. I didn't think it would probably be our, the way we would spend our retirement. But it right. just came out. So he uh, left that meeting, and he was with us for a day or two. And he uh, was crossing the Bay Bridge and called me and said, Bill, you know what? I just feel that God's impressed me that that's what you two need to do with the rest of your life. You need to start homes for people with special needs. And uh, that was fine because it came from Lynette's heart, but, but that wasn't necessarily, you know, what am I going to do? <laughs> that was for something right. for her. But God spoke to us just from that and said, uh, over the next week or two, that's what I want you to do with the rest of your life. Wow. I want you to devote your lives to starting homes for people with special needs. And that began a journey to where now we have begun a nonprofit called Safe Harbor Homes and Services that's been approved by our denomination. And uh, we have uh, purchased our first home. It's beautiful. I mean, it's an incredible facility. It's not, we, we purchased it. We don't have paid for it yet, but uh, right. that's a process. And we're now seeking to uh, be able to open it as soon as possible. So God's been so amazing at this point in our life to uh, launch us into this. Oh, I just love this. And I love the question that your coach asked you. And it's like, what would you do? the rest of your life, if you really could. And I love it, Lynette, that you didn't run it through a whole bunch of hoops. You just said what was in your heart and look where you are now, right? Right. <laughs> Never did I realize that was really going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that is so, so wonderful. So your projected date of opening is sometime in this calendar year. And about how many adults do you think that you'll be able to host? at this facility at well, Safe Harbor? The house itself is huge. It's on 4.6 acres. It has 8,000 square feet. It is like a park. And it's like God has said to us, it's much nicer than we would ever live in or have ever lived in or even dreamed of living mm. in. But mm. uh, it's like God has said, you know, I want to show my love for people by providing the best for those who are often considered the least, in our, though they're not the least, but they're considered that. So the house could hold up to uh, probably 12 or more people. However, there are state regulations that limit that number. So we're going to start out with four and see what the Lord has for us in the future. And we're just trusting God that we can help as many people as possible. And we also plan to 
with God's help, help others who are in the special needs community that need assistance, but maybe couldn't live in our home, but could live nearby and could participate in some of the activities and uh, ministries in the home as well. What are some current needs that you have that maybe someone that's listening could step to the plate and help with? Well, that's a really good question. (laughs) And just to limit it to a few, I think if people would pray that we would, first of all, be accepted by the regional center in order to receive their funding, but also to pray that we will have the right staff and the right residents in this home, that we will have a caring staff that will feel it's a calling and not just a career. And that's one need. And then, of course, there are the practical needs of maybe putting, it has a pool, as Bill mentioned, and uh, it would be lovely to put in a a pool lift so that everyone could get into the pool and get out of the pool. Mm. An outdoor stair lift that would allow everyone to get up to the second story. Right now, all of the rooms that can be used have to be on the first floor. So Mm. those are some of the current needs that we're looking at. Yeah, in long term, you know, we have a vision of establishing this home and getting it settled and financially in a proper position, and then with God's help to be able to uh, start another one, and either us continuing to start one after the other, or maybe God births it in somebody else's heart, and they could join alongside of Safe Harbor, and because there's such a great need. There are thousands of people like our son that are out there and parents are, I mean, we could tell you stories of frantic parents Mm. just don't know what to do and they don't seem to have any option. And when there's no options, there's no hope. And it's just a very difficult situation. Well, I think that's part of your story that just, I think will resonate with so many people, Bill and Lynette is because you have raised your precious son. And now you say that he's 33 years old, but early on in his life, you know, you were looking for just some assistance, some help, and you just felt that as far as in the faith-based community, that there wasn't anything that really met your criteria of a loving safe harbor, if you will. Great name, by the way. I love it. Safe Harbor Homes and Services. I just absolutely love that name. So not finding that. And here you are now in your second half of life. And instead of just being weary how I think as as a parent, I would understand that while we don't have children with special needs, I would think that there's just this level of weariness that you could have succumbed to, but it's like, to God be the glory, you see this incredible need, and you have both raised your hands and your hearts and just mm-hmm. said, God, we're here to help fulfill that. And that just touches me to the core. And I just pray that there would be someone or many that are listening to this podcast that might think, and again, this might not be in the area where they're feeling, you know, called as far as their giftedness to to work, but maybe there would be someone that either has a special needs child or, you know, is an aunt to one or grandma to one or knows in their church just kids with uh, or adults with special needs. And a home like this would be like amazing to have in a church. So I love that you are planting something that could be a template later down the road to other churches and individuals, perhaps launching Safe Harbor 
homes and services. Yes, there is such a need. You know, when you see, no matter what age you are, when you see a need, it doesn't have to fit what you think you can do. When you see a need and God places it before you, you have to go to him in a prayer and say, Lord, is this something you would have us to do? Because he enables those who stretch out and are willing to be challenged to grow. If we just look at a need and we say, I can't do it because of this, this, and this reason, we're limiting what God can do through us. We never dreamed that we would be able to even make a dent into this ministry. But with God's help and total commitment to his will, we have been able to do something that we feel will please the Lord. Oh, that is so exciting, Lynette. So exciting. So, Bill, as a, a former, and uh, you're so humble, you, I know you wouldn't even say lead pastor, you would just say you were part of a team, I know. But so as a former team member of a local church for 40 plus years, what is just something that you would like for other pastors to know in relationship to people with special needs? Well, people with special needs are generally, most of the time, not on the radar of pastors. Even though we had a son with special needs, we were so busy with other needs that we didn't do really up until just before we left what really should have been done. And I would like to say that as a pastor, We need to be interested in children's ministries and youth ministries and music ministries and certainly many, many ministries around the world and reaching out. But this is an the special needs community is almost like an unreached people group that's out there. And we don't see them in the church because they can't come because there's no programs for them. They and parents have to stay home to take care of their son or daughter. And I would say to to pastors, you can do this. There's ways that you can develop a powerful ministry that will not only help those with special needs in your congregations and families with special needs, but will be an outreach to the community. And just like in other cases, people are going to come to faith in Christ, that ministry. So I would just encourage pastors to uh, open their eyes and look on the fields that they're white unto harvest. And this is a field out there that could really be a testimony to the community of God's love and a great help in growing a vibrant congregation. Excellent answer. And on our website, when we post your podcast, we'll have on our program notes all the links and your contact information and everything. So if there's a pastor or a staff member or even a layperson, a board member that would just say, hey, we need to be more proactive in our local church in making sure that we're covering our bases in ministering to people with special needs. They can contact you, Bill and Lynette, and you can provide them with more information. True? Right. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Great. Great. Okay. So something else, you've launched this new, exciting venture in your second half of life. And again, it would have been so easy for you to have just, you know, been on uh, cruise control now or whatever. But here you are, adults in your second half, you're just on this new venture. What would you say to someone that's listening 
And maybe Dave had a dream that is just dormant, whatever, on something they would love to do for kingdom purposes. What could you say to adults in regards to just serving Jesus full throttle in our later years? Well, we have found, we've learned a lot of lessons in the, this year and a half since we've launched into this ministry. But one of the big lessons that we've learned is that God has new beginnings for people because that's what he's given to us. And uh, as Lynette was sharing, uh, this was something that not only were we not thinking about, but even though we've pastored, we've never done this before. And it's a step of faith for us to do this. And I would say to people that do not let the enemy convince that it's time for you to coast home and that you have no abilities, Mm. you can't influence people, this is a young world and and so forth. I mean, all of those things may be true, but God is a, a God who has planned our lives and he wants to do something through us until the day that we die. We, we, plan to, we don't ever want to relax, but we'll have plenty of time to relax when we get into heaven. There's an urgent need for people to come Absolutely. to know Christ today, and we're just committed to going as fast as we can for as long as we can, and then whatever God has for us, then we, we will do it. But I would just encourage everybody to know that if you come up against a wall in your life or a transition in your life, It's an opportunity for you to experience God's power in a new way as he leads you into a new season in your life. So God is big and he loves each one of us and he has a niche for us in building the kingdom of God that uh, will, not only do we feel like we are doing something significant, but we're really enjoying it. It's just a a great time for us. We're meeting new people. We've been 42 years with one congregation. Now we're, we're meeting new people every weekend as we go out and share our vision in churches and being able, like today, to communicate with you and talk. Exciting for us. We're enjoying this Part of our life. We didn't know when, when we stepped down how it would be when right. we were out there after 42 years, but God has not disappointed us. He has met us in a wonderful way. Well, that's great. And you're just such a blessing wherever you go. So I'm sure it's just so much fun for people to see you that maybe would not have been, you know, at your local church or in your neck of the woods, but it's like for you to go and visit them and be in their area how exciting for both of you to be able to do this. So in closing, I sometimes like to ask guests who have had a strong marriage like both of you. And how long have you been married? 47 years. <laughs> okay, good. At least you, you, you got the number right, both of you. Okay, this is a little pop quiz that's, here. That's, what, that's Unbelievable. What yeah. 47 years. So what would you say, just a quick answer, what would you say is the secret of your successful marriage? Well, Judy, it's really letting Christ be in charge of your own life and letting Christ be in charge of your marriage. And by that, I mean, you follow the principles of God's word and it works. It just, it works. I I respect Bill and uh, we work as a team. We love each other deeply. 
We're committed to each other's welfare. We love to serve one another. Those are just some of the, um, what you call secrets, and they're not really secrets. I love it. <laughs> I think the secrets. Well, there are secrets in that. I don't think we hear enough of these stories, you know, and I think with so many marriages that are hurting or broken, it's yes. like, I just think that these kinds of stories just need to be told. I'm just a, I'm a believer in happy marriage stories being told. <laughs> well, I think the secret, so, Bill, the secret to a happy marriage is to have a great wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, Lynette. <laughs> now, now, now we know our secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we know. Now we know. No, really, oh, that was a good, that was a good answer. The idea that he is such a sweet husband and uh, so, oh. yes. Well, you guys are an example to so many, and you're just, you're so fun to be around, and we just wish you all of God's best, and we are, will be so excited to uh, follow your dream of uh, Safe Harbor Homes and Services. Just can't wait to see how all of this continues to develop and how God uses this to bless many, many, many souls. So just thank you from the bottom of my heart for being people out there that are making a difference, and you're just serving Jesus full throttle. You are just such a blessing to the kingdom of God. And so on our page notes, we'll have your website. Obviously, people can uh, Google Safe Harbor Homes and Services now. But when you go to their website, please look at the short video that's on their homepage. It's a brief story that explains a little bit more about their son, Kevin, and I dare you to watch it without getting teared up. It is very, very touching, and it just explains your story. So thank you, both of you, for giving us time today. And Pastor Bill, can I just have you say a, a closing prayer? Sure. Uh, dear Lord, thank you that you love us and you love the people that you have created in this world and you are sending the word of Christ to people who need Christ. And thank you that you give us strength. Thank you that you provide and, and you have raised up so many missions. Thank you for Judy and Wes and their ministry and the people that are receiving new hope and new vision in the second half of their life through yes. And we pray in Jesus' name that you will continue to guide and help each one of us and our listeners to fulfill your will in our lives and to realize that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. 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 Thanks again so much. We just love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Yes Podcast. If you are interested in getting involved with Yes or would simply like more information about this ministry, we welcome you to visit our website at yes2serve.org.